to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm Elizabeth Placencia. And this is the land where darkness never wins. It only fools you into thinking it does. And we talk about the uh, ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing this week, Elizabeth? I'm doing excellent. How are you, Bobby? Fine, fine. Uh, Tony's not able to join us yet. Hopefully he'll be able to join us soon. But we do have... uh, one special individual joining us. He's tapping his chain, waiting for me to uh, to greet him. To greet you from a story. Come on, Bobby. It's only been a year. You don't have to wait this long to introduce me. Come on. Jeez. I was trying to build it up, but I guess we all uh, we've been building it up for a little bit now. Uh, we know him. We love him. It's uh, the. Former host of Greetings from Storybrooke, Bill Meeks. How are you doing this week, Bill? Excellent, excellent. You, you, you know I've actually been waiting on the hangouts every week for you guys to introduce me. You just never do, so I just end up sitting here <laughs> waiting to talk about Once Upon a Time. Well, if you if you say that, you're going to get a lot of people upset at me because I'm, <laughs> I don't want to don't want any of your rabbit fans at my heels. <laughs> That's fair. They, they are they are rabbit. That's a requirement for. for <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, so just kind of – I want to get kind of your feedback for just a second while I've got you here uh, before we get into it. Like what yeah. you know, what have you thought about the season so far, seeing as no one's really heard from you? Uh, it's been interesting, uh, definitely interesting. It, it's, it's had its ups and downs. I mean there, right. there were many moments throughout this, uh, the uh, ser- series, the season that – Kind of sounds like you're echoing, Bill. Sorry. It's yeah, I know. Echoing. I know that. I, I wasn't. I'm not quite sure where that's coming from. Unfortunately, oh, I'm not getting that on my end. Okay. Well, uh, then we should be good then. Okay. Uh, but but no, I uh, there were several points in the season where I was like, I'm really glad we stopped doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been hard to get through sometimes. Like I I. I I feel like they completely wasted the the land of uh, untold stories plotline. Uh, that was pretty yes, rough. Yes. And I wasn't – one episode, I was a pretty big fan of the double evil queens. But after that, I just kind of completely tuned out of that storyline. Actually, the, the, the ultimate episode where they have their final showdown and – I guess redemption happens and stuff. I still haven't seen the last 15 minutes. So <laughs> any, any other evil queen questions, I, I probably can't answer for you. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but I did think matters. they, I think they ended strongly though. I'm that's sure good. we'll get that's into good. that a bit more later. Um, that's what we're here to talk about. But in, uh, before we do, let's uh, let uh, Elizabeth hit us up with this week's rhyming summary. <clears throat> Season six, episode 21 and 22. Emma's just crazy, or so she's been told, a result of a curse from the mother of gold. She stranded the others in fairy tale land, but Henry's determined to give them a hand. Without Emma's belief, the land starts to crumble. So Henry decides to get help from Rumple. When gold makes the fairy dust fit for an urn, in a flash the town's memories start to return. Yet that's not quite the end. The Savior's vision still stands. It's Emma versus Gideon for the sake of the lamb. Will Emma fight this time? The answer is nope, <laughs> because she's determined 
The true power is hope. As good defeats evil, the realms reappear, and everyone gets a happy beginning. Is that clear? But wait, who's that girl? Is that Henry? Seattle? We start a new book in this week's final battle. Final battle! (laughs) (laughs) Great job on the rhyme. As someone who invented the rhyming summary, that was very well done. Uh, Whichever one of you wrote that this week. Okay. That would be uh, Bobby. Good job, Bobby. No, yeah. I've got to say that I worked really hard on that bill because like I just like you said about inventing the running summary, I like yeah. I like very I definitely took a cue from you as far as the layout of it and everything. And like I was racking my brain. To be quite honest, I worked harder on that than I did the notes. So hopefully the rest <laughs> of the the rest of the episode <laughs> goes smoothly. But, uh... I, I think, if nothing else, Bobby, you have sufficiently harnessed my genius, and I feel dumb as a rock, too, so this is going to be a great episode. It'll be good. Okay, no offense, no offense, but I mean, no offense to Bobby, I'm not, I'm, I, I love the rhyme, I love it, mm-hmm. but it, it's been, it has been tough throughout the year to come it's up with It's really hard. It's, it's really, really hard. hard. I just, I will give you... I that's I just told you I will I worked harder on that than I did the rest of the notes. <laughs> I, that was my way of saying that is really hard. You, you know what? But, when, I, but, I once would, you, but once you but once you finish the rhyme, it's so it makes you feel so good about yourself. Yes, definitely. I I would love to say I empathize with you, but I don't. They're super easy to me by now. I've written almost three hundred. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's uh, what what is the uh, oh good uh, ten thousand hours? Help me, Bill. Yeah, ten thousand hours. You you become an expert in anything. I've probably spent ten thousand hours writing episode summaries. So, but what's the who came up with that? Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell in his book The Outliers. I think. Yes, thank yeah. you. I had that rumbling around in my brain, and I had to ask you to get it out of my head. It's all right. I I, I helped uh, grease the path to get it out. Of <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've talked enough about uh, the rhyming summary. So let's, let's go ahead and move I on. Thought, to... I thought this was a rhyming summary review podcast. Yes, this is a podcast just about us coming up with a rhyming summary for each episode of Greeting for uh, Once Upon a Time. Perfect. And so let's just, for a few minutes at least, talk about uh, what actually happened in the episode. Um, okay, so apparently history does repeat itself because. Fiona ended up taking a cue from Regina, and we more or less just saw a revamp of uh, season one in, like, one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a few differences. Uh, 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 the one thing I do want to mention, though, is, like, if she was going to send Emma away, I don't understand why – or, I mean, if she was going to send a- anyone that would help Emma away, like uh, Regina and the Charmings and Hook and everyone else, yeah. why did she keep Henry around? I think I have the answer to that Please. because I think every time that um, her family has been ripped away to her, from her and they go back to the Enchanted Forest, Henry's never gone to the Enchanted Forest only once mm-hmm. uh, did he go because he put himself in the book when the author put everybody back into the Enchanted Forest. That's the only time Henry's ever been to the Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he wasn't born there, so he can't really go there. So because he wasn't from there, the Black Fairy couldn't return him there. That's the logic they gave us years ago. See, see, I thought it was more tactical. I thought that the Black Fairy kept him in Storybrooke because she needed I, – I mean, she had the curse going for her and everything. But to really, truly rip that last shred, as she puts it in the episode, of belief out of Emma, I think she <laughs> needed the leverage of Henry to kind of get Emma to a place where she would completely reject her belief. Well, 
Um, Good point. True, but I don't understand why Henry, again, uh, another uh, faux pas, I guess, in my mind, is I don't understand why Henry had his memories. That it might, Maybe it has something to do with him, uh, the nature of him being an author. Maybe because, you know, he, he's kind of in control of the stories. They, it's harder to curse. Because, I mean, we never saw, like, okay. Isaac cursed or uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, guy with the beard cursed. No, but I... What you just said actually makes a lot of sense as far as saying that uh, because he is almost the creator, especially of this book, particularly, mm-hmm. uh, that it's like you said, it's harder, especially with like some sort of mind wipe thing to make him forget. Yeah. yeah. You know what I thought was stranger than Henry being left behind was that Belle was left behind. If, if the Black Fairy was trying to convince Rumpel that Belle had left him, then why didn't she just have Belle transport back to the Enchanted to the Forest enchanted with forest, everybody yeah. else, with, with the rest of the gang, you know? Because, because she had to do a revamp uh, just like for, what was it was it in the first season that we found out found Bell in the insane asylum? Yeah. Or was yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it was uh, although I thought that was even crueler as far as the insane asylum goes that they made her agoraphobic. <laughs> yeah. What's agoraphobic? Afraid of the, leaving your house. Yeah, like, you know, oh, she wanted that's what that was. She wanted to see that, you know, in real in reality she wanted to go see the world and and, and so mm-hmm. not only did the black fairy hide her from Rumple like it shows how cruel she was. Yeah. Only did she hide her. She like made her like the what the thing she want you know feared. Well, not feared. I would say, but you know, mm-hmm. a, a go the opposite of what she loved. Yeah, she didn't just uh, move that piece that chess piece off the chessboard, but she you know just ground it into dust while she was at it just for the just for kicks. Yeah. I, so I mean. <sighs> And that's another thing too, but I mean, we'll get into that later as far as uh, Fiona and her, and her being a villain. Uh, I do want to touch more on this, on this first curse. Uh, how do you feel about the other changes she made in the town besides the, the mention of Belle, like I had mentioned there? Um, well, I, w- I want to touch upon the timeline. Um, so in the beginning of the episode, Henry, uh, Dr. Hopper, I can't remember his first name all of a sudden. Archie. Archie. Archie, thank you. Archie says that Emma has been in the insane asylum for two years. Right. Then later, Fiona says that Henry is 14 years old. Yet we know when Henry, Henry got Emma when he was 10 years old. He brought her to Storybook when he was 10. Right. So, so by the logic, if he was 10 and that he should be 13 or 12, by the logic. So Fiona saying he's 14 doesn't make sense. And he's clearly older than 14 to begin well, that's with. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's be- like the timeline didn't make sense at all to me. And he's still no. in the same grade he was in the pilot episode because Mary Margaret's so. teacher at the end. <laughs> <laughs> was it, uh, was it Amory who was saying, uh, that, uh, Henry is old enough to play the new version of Henry? So why did they, or Jerry Gilmore's, looks old enough now to play the new version of Henry. So why did they let him go? New version of Henry. I I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot. This is the series finale. Yeah. 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 It's the series (laughs) finale, right? It it was really good too. I I mean, I'm loving talking about it for sure. Um, Another person who I wasn't quite sure who uh, remembered uh, was uh, gold. How did gold remember? 
I think it's because he's a dark one. But like, right, go ahead, Bill. So, no, please. Yeah, yeah. Were you going to say something, Bill? Oh no, I was just going to say that I know during the first curse, while he didn't know outright like he does in this episode, he he had these kind of inklings, and he kind of puts it to fate or whatever. But then he also had to hear Emma's name. That's what always breaks. Yeah. A curse, as far as him remembering, if there's any kind of mind swipe thing, it's like that he. That's how he remembers is by hearing Emma's name. Well, I I was kind of uh, on my rewatch. I was trying to track where he figured it out or, you know, where he had the realization or if he knew the whole time. And the closest thing I could come to is like a point where he knew uh, was probably when he found the book from Bell. I think that might have jogged something. And then he like he was trying to get Gideon back on his side so they could go and figure out what was going on together. But he just couldn't break through that mental barrier that that's one way to interpret that scene. I understand the way I inter and I, I kind of did the same thing you did and couldn't even f- find justification in that scene. Uh, I, the only, the only determination I came to is that he just knew. Yeah. And so I was trying to come up with like, in my mind, like, okay, did he know that he wasn't going to trust his mother as far as where she said, what she said she would do. And so he put in a fail safe him for himself, you know, before she did the curse. But then again, yeah. Like, I hate having to make those kinds of justifications in my mind if it's not Mm -hmm. something that's said or done on screen. Yeah, I kind of think Liz's explanation is probably the best one to go with. Just, yeah, he's the dark one. He, he, you know... (laughs) Kind of like your author thing is like, uh, yeah, it's it's magic. Yeah. These are Move these on. are powers outside of our understanding, guys. Yeah, I just uh, it's magic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> kind of a little uh, singing. And then it feels uh, seems like you did have another question about the black fairy, uh, Emma. Uh, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Huh? Uh, about uh, her putting her in the insane asylum? Well, I, I wrote that comment before it was explained, but my comment was that I thought Fiona was postponing the final battle by putting Emma in the insane asylum. Oh, and but then- I, actually, I actually had just, like, two weeks ago, I finally watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. remember how we were talking about that the whole week ago Bobby so it was like so the fact that I finally saw that movie and then they were talking about it in this episode it was like Mm -hmm. oh yes I'm glad I saw that but, so you yeah. finally get like Nurse Ratched and the Indian. Yes, and... yes, I finally get all of that. <laughs> awesome. I, I finally get all of it. And it's a really good movie. Um, Operation and, Cuckoo's uh, Nest. Yes, I love that. Yes. was one of my favorite moments. But yeah, no, I and once Snow and the rest of them were like figuring out, oh, it's a battle for her soul, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I was like, oh, okay. So that's that's why she's in the Asanas Okay, I understand. Okay. Um, now, okay, as far as Fiona, just overall as a villain, uh, I, I never really felt like understood her motivations. I feel like all season, uh, we were trying to understand why, how, uh, you know, all the questions as to what her motivations are. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I want, um, for weeks I kept saying that I was waiting for the Black Fairy episode. It's because I was waiting to see the history of that. And uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they never really made it all that clear as far as uh, wh- not only how she became the Black Fairy, but afterwards, like, why did she keep abducting children? Mm-hmm. Um, how did she have power if she didn't have the wand? What, why did she have to go get that wand from the, I don't know, just so many different questions. I don't understand about the Black Fairy. Well, I, I think uh, the wand sort of enhances her power, and that's why she, because she needed to do something really big, which is why she went okay. for it. 
Fair but, enough. But I kind of read it as uh, kind of synchronicity a little bit with with Rumple uh, because Rumple uh, for seasons now we we've known that you know he probably got some of his bad traits from his dad's side, but you know who's his mom? I wonder if there's any there, that's where his redeeming qualities come from turns out not so much there I, I both both his mom and dad were just super power hungry kind of people i mean they both came to it in different ways one uh right you know peter pan came to it because uh fiona left him and mm-hmm. uh, left him and rumple behind and he didn't want to deal with the kid uh but i mean they, they both ultimately had this thirst and this hunger for power which you know rumple has up until this day that was one of my favorite moments of the Black Fairy backstory as far as, uh, like, you know, you just said, like, uh, Malcolm didn't want to have anything to do with uh, Rumpel. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that she, he didn't want anything to do with him. It was that he blamed him for, you know, the love of his life's death. Yeah. And now now here sits this constant reminder of him. And so, it, it, I don't know. Uh, I'm not trying to be on Malcolm's side or anything. I'm not trying <laughs> sure to Sure you're that. not, Bobby Hawk. <laughs> But I, I, don't know, I, I, I felt that that definitely lent a lot to the backstory. Uh, that, but other than that, um, I don't understand why she was to con- why she continued to abduct children. I understood. I understood everything, like you said. It was pretty much a mirror of what I saw in Fiona. Was a cop was a um, a carbon copy of. Cora, Regina, and Gold all at once. Yeah, I mean, you saw you saw different shades of all three of those people in her, in that one character. Definitely, definitely. You know what I want to know is why was she? What? Why did she have those really bad photoshops of Belle on her when Rumpel very rudely asked about uh, opening reopening the investigation on Belle when Henry was being loaded into the ambulance? Like, why did she have those pictures on her? Like, ready to go. Well, I would imagine, uh, I guess, that she was just, I mean, she was ready, you know, for uh, Rumple to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Or she's magic. She just, the guy asked a question. She just pulled what she needed to pull out of her I would pocket. hope that magic would create better Photoshop pictures than those <laughs> Right? <guys. laughs> like, no, they were bad photos. Very I, bad. I could I could do what was done in those photos back in like 1998. Yeah, those photos were like, oh, you want to see the world? Well, let's go to Sears and we'll put you in front of a backdrop. I think I saw someone right online too, or they just went went uh, around the world showcase at Epcot. So, so just in all, uh, in general, what did you think of, of Fiona then as a villain? I, I, I really rather enjoyed her. I, th- I think in the musical episode she was kind of lame. Um, but I, was I, she in the musical episode? Barely. Yeah, yeah. I because Emma's song is what. Uh, you oh know, yes, yes. Her at the end, at the end, yes, or whatever. Yes. But she doesn't sing or anything. Yeah, but I, I mean, she, she, she didn't really uh live up to the legend of the black fairy that we've been hearing for oh so many years and everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i thought she was very effective if nothing else for kind of engaging in this final battle and bringing all these characters into what i thought was a very beautiful ending in this episode so i i mean she she wasn't as impressive as i hoped she'd be uh mm-hmm. when we, from the first time i heard about her but overall, I think she served a really good function to the story. And actually, I, I said to Anne Marie a few weeks back, I think it was the episode or two episodes before the musical episode. If it had been this Black Fairy arc at the end of last season, we probably would have kept doing the show. 
You know, like I, I thought I thought it was that well done in comparison to what they were doing this time last year. I'll give you that. Um, I feel like I, I liked her as a character more just, um, as Rumpel's mother, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, um, maybe this is similar to what you're saying, but as far as like, uh, judging her, as just the black fairy. Um, yeah, I guess she never really lived up to what needed, you know, like, you know, it should have been dark. blue, man. It should have been blue. Blue, been <laughs> blue, blue turned black, black and blue. Should have that should have happened. Um, That's still my head cannon. Yeah, it's. it's I, what do you think of the villain? Liz? Um, for me, it's more like I still have questions because it's like, when did she go from loving her newborn son and wanting to protect him to then wanting to keep that power for herself? I'm not sure in that episode, the Blackberry, when that transitioned, but in this episode, it's really clear that she may have. I don't know what how true it is that she was spending centuries trying to get back to Rumpel, uh-huh. but it's really clear that her power means more to her than her son. Because if, if if her son meant anything to her, he would not have separated her, uh, him from Belle. True, and and we see in Rumpel when that when that change occurs is pretty much when he gains the dark powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but but as we also got to see that happen with Rumpel over time, we weren't forced to, to just make it happen over an hour. So in, in all fairness, I would have to say that, uh, as far as trying to distinguish the point that that happened with Fiona, uh, I mean, it's probably more or less when she, uh, actually it was even before she turned into the black fairy because she was already searched. It was, be- it was, that's why she turned into the black fairy is because she was already, she was searching for a way to, uh, for a loophole. Yeah. I, I kind of interpreted it is that she was, she was looking for a loophole and then the second they started letting her look at some like the secret fairy text, she was like, "Oh, wait a second! I can use this. Like this will be awesome." And I, th- I think, much like Rumple, she used trying to care for her kid as an excuse to you know grab power and do bad things. Yeah, but it, like it, mother, it, like son. <laughs> and and it is odd that she uh, she did so by turning like into a good you know like into a fairy. I don't, and then, I don't know, how was she, I think I mentioned this even then during that episode, is I don't understand how she was able to, like, how was a, a mortal able to just turn herself into a fairy? Like, like, And then this fairy was surprised that it could happen. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty weird. I, I Maybe, I mean, you know, some people are just really good students. Like I said, I mean, <laughs> in all fairness, they did just have one episode, I, I and... Mm. I, like you said, I kind of almost feel like they hadn't even touched upon the old untold stories at the beginning of the season because it didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like they did five or six episodes. They weren't doing so hot. So they were just like, OK, let's chuck this whole thing out. Right, right. I and, think it was only four episodes because Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde die in the fourth episode. And if oh, we had been, there was a fourth. I feel if we had been given another maybe two or three episodes to see more of the Black Fairy's backstory and to let it progress a mm-hmm. little. Uh, maybe uh, see how her evil had affected, you know, all of the lands or something like that through the untold stories, people. And just let let whatever happened to her herself happen more organically than just mm-hmm. instantaneously. Yeah. Maybe that would help us, you know, uh, answer some of the questions you have, Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, uh, you said you had a whole bullet 
list of points, Bill, that you had to touch upon. And uh, I'm I'm going so far down the the notes here. I'm, yeah, I, I, can, you- I can I can do one of my mega points here. Okay, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Rumple's redemption in this episode. I, I, again, I, what's that? Again, sorry, I just again. I'm sorry, but for the last time, maybe we'll see. Re 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 redemption. <laughs> but you know, I I loved a lot of things in this episode. But out of the many things I loved about the episode, uh, the plot of Rumple uh, throughout the especially the last half of of the finale it's Mm -hmm. the thing i love the most now after seeing miss rumple mistreated like you mentioned bobby uh drugged back and forth over the good versus evil line a million times Mm -hmm. it was nice to see him finally get what he deserves which i think is a happy ending i think it feels very natural and fitting for him i every step of his journey in the last half was fantastic the writers gave him opportunities to uh make the wrong decision uh, which made it even more satisfying when he made the right ones. I, I love that they sent him back to get Gideon's heart alone by himself. In mm-hmm. previous seasons, we've seen Rumple return from doing the right thing by himself and, and off screen, only to find out later that he actually didn't do the right thing at all or that it, he at least lied about it. I think the most recent time this happened when he was like, oh, yeah, I totally killed the Black Fairy. And then yes. mm-hmm. it yeah. turned out not so much. But uh, I, I, I thought his motivation for this turn to the good uh, is explicit in his riff on his classic catchphrase, all magic comes with a price and I'm no longer willing to pay. They, he, he's kind of just at the point where he has things and people he, he cares about now. You know, he has Belle and he has Gideon and mm-hmm. he finally cares enough about them that he doesn't him, he doesn't matter. You know, his power, his... His uh, ability to even protect them with his power doesn't really matter anymore. It's it's all about just trying to get everything back to a sense of normal so he can be with the people he cares about. Okay. Uh, but, you know, out of all the characters who have had redemption arcs over the years, it's nice to finally see Rumple get his with at least a hint of finality to it, all while defeating the most powerful being in the once first like she was nothing. I love that, too, that he, he was just like, boop, yeah. we're done. Yeah, that was one of the more epic deaths I really loved. Oh, yeah. But it sure. seemed like so easy. Like, he, she just had her wand and she's dead. And it just seemed too easy. It, it, but it's, it's, at the same time, it's Rumple. So I feel like if it was, if it was hard for him, it, it wouldn't have felt like this is the character we've been tracking as the most powerful character and one of the big pushes or motivating forces for the plot of the show, you know, like I, I feel like him, him dismissing her that easily kind of elevated him up a little bit more in the last episode where he hasn't been so elevated over the past couple seasons. Okay. Uh, the, the only thing, and, and this only occurred to me now that you know, like, we sit here and talk about it as far as that mm-hmm. wand goes, uh, if it was so powerful, why wasn't it used before? That's a really uh, well. I mean, uh, the Wicked Witch has used it before to open up portals to Oz and stuff, hasn't she? That particular wand? I think so. Yeah, I think it was the Black Fairy's wand. Huh? I didn't real. I mean, I yeah, cause it's been around. You know, in case of emergency, break glass here, sort of thing. But <laughs> I, I, th- I don't know if Rumples ever wielded it. He might have. Uh, but you know, I, I, it's probably a whole different thing in the hands of the Black Fairy too, because you know it's her wand. 
So the Black Fairy is is a figure that we've always known, or not always known, but have known for some time existed, but has not, but didn't realize it was Rumpel. Well, yeah, because we first yeah. heard about the Black Fairy back in I want to say season three with Tinkerbell. It might have been even earlier than that. It might have been like a season one thing. Really? Yeah, I I I I think there was at least a mention of the Black Fairy. You know, huh. way far back. Wow. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but no, I hear you. I, I'm not even remembering the the time that Elizabeth is talking about. <laughs> quite honestly, yeah, it, it, it's something like she uh, she gets mentioned every once in a while, and this wand has been a thing that they've used. They've busted out a few times. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, when they had Gold Shop down at uh, Hollywood Studios here in Orlando, they they actually you could the, the Black Fairy's wand was in the window. So okay, oh, that's cool. So it's been huh. around a bit. I did not realize that it was uh, that integrated into the show. Now you know. Yes. <laughs> need that like rainbow that comes across the screen. Bow, 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 bow. Um, oh, there was something else I want to touch. Oh, uh, touching upon <laughs> what you were just saying with Rumple. Do you think that uh, Rumple seeing himself reflected in his mother had anything to do with his, you know, finally coming to the realization that? You know he's no longer willing to pay that price. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, if nothing else, maybe getting the full context of his childhood and how everything went down and everything. Because I think, way, uh, in that first flashback where he meets the Black Fairy, he doesn't. I don't think he recognizes it's his mom. Uh, but you know, so, so I, th- I think now that he has sort of like this full picture of you know who it was who left and what he missed out on and why things went down the way they did i think it, it i'm sure it probably definitely gave him a little bit more wisdom when facing this choice for sure well, i mean there was also that i mean that whole conversation where she more or less like laid out for him what she did and then he was like you did exactly what i did <laughs> and now this is just going in circles this has to stop mm-hmm. i One of the strongest things for me in that whole scene, though, was just that she was basically like, you know, everything you've been searching for the entire series here, you can have it. You just have to let Emma Swan die. And he (laughs) and and he he just completely rejects it. And I like I mean, he could could have even had Neil back, you know, because I mean, and he says it wouldn't be real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, we, we, we do know we've seen a Jafar in the Wonderland series, you know, change the rules of magic. So a very, I, I would not be surprised if the Black Fairy couldn't do the same. So, I mean, I think it was a legitimate offer, you know, and I, I, oh, I no, think he had yeah. to have known that. I do think it was a legitimate offer, but I also think he realizes that even though it was a legitimate offer, he was, you know, like he said, I'm not going to trust you. I can't, you know, I can't trust you mm-hmm. because she had already manipulated, you know, and I think the biggest thing, you know, short of what I just said about, you know, her, him seeing himself reflected in her was what she did to bell. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously like the final straw when he saw that, like, not only did she not, you know, like I said, I mean, that was just totally cruel. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's like, uh, it, like pushing a child down the stairs, for example, that kind of cruel. <laughs> Right. I was uh, so mad when she put Henry <laughs> down the stairs. I was so mad. I was like, that? Mm. I'm did sure there was think, a certain sect of the fandom that was very happy about that, though. Did anyone think for even a moment that he had, was going to be dead? No, but his yeah. arm looked really broken. Like, the way his arm was positioned on the floor, I'm like, oh, that looks broken. 
<laughs> well, they did a good job then. Yeah. And it wasn't so broken that he couldn't get dressed and bust out of the hospital. So at least there's that. <laughs> and what, he had like a sling on at that point, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, I, one thing, one last thing I, I wanted to point out uh, in that scene in the cave with Gideon's heart and Rumple and dark head rumple yes uh, yes yes that was uh-huh i i thought that you know if the dark one rumple the glittery rumple doesn't show up again it's fitting that he went out on a rolling stones lyric he says we can't always get what we want and you know yeah. uh, <laughs> you know pleased to meet you won't you guess my name uh this the rolling Stones song about yeah, rumple still skin. for the devil yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so I, I thought that was a very fitting way to go out if we never see that version of the character again which we probably won't because it was a serious finale so Right. Did you stop right. saying that, Bill? No, well, I mean, it was. Series finale. I mean, how else do you wrap up a series but exactly like this? Now, y'all talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think it's time to talk about that unless you have any other points you want to talk about. I mean, I have points I want to talk about, but I've been talking for a while, so you guys can talk for a little bit. It's your show. No, well, <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest, the only other thing I have to talk about here um, is – uh, that this was okay. Let's pretend this isn't a series finale. Let's say this is the season finale. Okay. Um, the weird theoretical, but okay, I'll go along with it, I guess. Um, how did it do as a season? You know, like I mean, season finales have to do certain things. You know, wrap up stories and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, let's just face it. I mean, this didn't feel like a season finale. No, it definitely felt like a series finale because it was a series yeah. finale, Bobby. Uh, there, there's different. There's certain. There's certain things that need to be uh, checked. If there was like a checklist for putting together a series finale, mm-hmm. I think this would have marked just about every uh, box on that checklist. Do Do you have a checklist? No, I didn't make one. I have um, a checklist. Do you really? Yeah, that's actually my next point. Okay, wow. bring it. Okay. Bring it. So, so uh, as you're kind of hinting at, oh, okay, here, Bobby, hold on a second. Okay, so, okay. I, so I wrote that I that there, if I was going to make a checklist, and you actually made a checklist. I actually, I basically have a checklist here. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> let's hear your checklist, Bill. Okay, so let's see here. Um, so many things revisited. Uh, the Hatter's Hat came back, or at least a reasonable facsimile. That was a huge thing in the show, the first season especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we revisited the majority of lands we've seen throughout the series: Wonderland, Agrabah, mm-hmm. Oz. Fairy tale land slash Misthaven, Neverland, Curse Storybrook, Boston, the land of the giants, and even Arendelle. Oh, oh, uh, the, so yeah. Like, were, were they not allowed to even hit? Hint at Elsa and Anna. Okay, we'll settle for the reindeer. Is that what happened? Well, the only person they, the only people of any of those realms they they uh, touched upon was uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, and it, that was probably because they were the only cast members they could get back on such short notice. Exactly. Yes. What uh-huh. else have they done? Uh, Sean McGuire was on Timeless, darn it. Uh, but uh, they also made a ton of references, homages, and sort of callbacks or rip-offs or repeats of many past stories. That They have a, a callback to Emma and Charming on the Beanstalk. They have uh, the first season when Henry was trying to convince Emma the magic was real. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, it kind of evoked the third season when Hook had to convince Emma and Henry the magic was real. Uh, then they, they, they call back the poison turnover, the the season one finale moment. By the way, who who would have poisoned the turnover in the new curse world anyway? Would it have been the mayor, Fiona? And then would have they have just locked them up and not dealt with that in a legal manner? 
manner. Right, right. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we get, uh, like I said, the callback to Emma and the Beanstalk. And then we get two reversals of uh, True Love's kiss the kisses that have happened in the series before. In this situation, Snow kisses Charming awake and Henry mm-hmm. kisses Emma awake, a reversal of uh, the last time there was a true love's kiss to wake up one of the people in those two pairings. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I've always said that I thought that the season three, a mid season finale uh, where they, I, they, you know, they leave Storybrooke and they go off to New York, Henry and Emma was the perfect series finale for this show. But I honestly think this one topped it. I, I I'm glad to see the series go out on a high note. And, and, you know, like I said, so many references, I, I don't know if I missed any. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have a checklist, but I had a few things in here. Uh-huh. Uh, the portals, the realms. Uh, okay, uh, was it a little? Was it all a little too little too late? I th- I think I think it it was a little late for them to do this episode in this storyline. I think uh-huh. I think it probably would have fit perfectly to replace like the underworld storyline and moving forward from that. But I think they did it really well. Like I, I think I think this is probably the series finale I always really wanted with this show because uh, it was a nice nostalgic romp through all these motifs and things that we've seen throughout the years, mm-hmm. and it brought everything I thought to a very satisfying conclusion for all the characters. Everyone got a their closure happy to their story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Everyone. Because and that was the whole point from to begin with was that mm-hmm. Emma was supposed to bring everyone their happy beginning or happy ending or yeah. whatever you have you know, whatever have you. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. The. Uh, <sighs> What was it I wanted to say? Uh, I I feel like they did the best they could in the time allotted. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, they touched on just about everything they could touch on. Like you said, they they visited just about every realm they visited. And in doing so with all of those realms, they tried to, to, you know, show that these characters in these realms are moving on or are going on. So even yeah. though we didn't see, uh, we didn't see Will and, um, Anna, which, uh, to be quite honest, uh, I am quite upset about still not knowing what's going on with them. We saw the caterpillar though, still up yes. there, uh, <laughs> smoking his disco opium. Yes. Uh, and was that the, that was the blue one. So was that Iggy Pop or, or, uh, Timothy Dalton? I can't remember which. I think Iggy Pop. Uh Oh, I think we have, uh, Oh, I've seen it coming in here. Yeah. Here. I turned off you guys' audio on the stream for a second while he gets settled. In the eyes of a hurricane. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hey. How's it going? Hi, Tony. Oh, oh. long day. I know how those go. Long. It's it's good of you to uh, join us on the last uh, the last few of our uh, checkpoints of the episode, Tony. Let's so, since you just stepped in here, uh, let's get some of your thoughts on uh, what you thought of the episode. Uh, in general, let me see. Well, I've seen it three times, so <laughs> I should I, sh- I should have something. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought the episode was fantastic. Like I was yelling, screaming, like "What the f are you doing?" Blah blah <laughs> blah. You know, it was it like it was it was definitely a finale and, and an ending to their story. You know, mm-hmm. as the main cast, it was a great right. series finale. For sure. You know, it should have yeah. been, but, you know. No, it was. It was. It was the series finale. <laughs> is that how you feel, Tony? Is this, uh, is this your series finale? 
Or you know you... what? That was a great ending for me, to be honest with you. And I think it should have been the end of the show. But okay. I, I still, you know, I still will be around to watch and see how season seven unfolds. You know? Oh, you mean the uh, the all fanfic season seven that the fans are writing? They're going to do a whole season seven in fanfic? Yeah, yes, yeah that'll, be, fanfic. that'll be good. That'll be good. All in fanfic. Yeah, it'll probably have some stupid premise like Henry grows up and he has this daughter who's trying to teach him that magic is real. Nah, nah. I, I don't think even a fanfic writer would go for that. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I'm like, you know what? No, that was what actually surprised me the most. Hi, are you Henry Mills? Yeah. I'm Lucy. I'm your daughter. Uh, can't we do something else? Yeah, thank God they didn't do that on the show, you know. I, and that's just, you know, in the realm of fanfic and stuff. <laughs> oh okay, God. Bob, uh, Bill's delu- delusions aside. Um, delusions? I, okay. del- yes, delusions. Well, I, I, I really want, I, you know, since Tony's talking about Lucy, can we talk about Lucy? Because I want to talk about Lucy. No, go ahead. Okay. I just I I have more questions about season seven than I do predictions, and I think that's because it's like, well, why would why would Henry have a daughter he doesn't even know about? Like, if it, it's like a family tradition almost to to just give up your child, and and after that hap- happening to Henry, I don't see why he would do that. Situations arise. Maybe he lost his memory. You know, if they can lose any more. Parts of their brain and their. Or maybe she was just raised and he didn't know he didn't know she existed. No, well, what oh. probably happened is whatever you know, whenever <laughs> his house and everything was gone when she went back, and Tiger Lily, you know, Tiger Lily gave her that book and uh, said to restore hope and everything like that. So uh, that means that whatever happened. Someone sent uh, Henry away to the, you know, back to here. So for for somehow Henry was in the Enchanted Forest, Mm -hmm. uh, had a daughter there. Um, You're assuming the daughter's from there. Okay. I mean, she she was acquainted with the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. No, I mean, they could, they, she could have, he could have had a daughter here. And then they could have fled to the Enchanted Forest to go into some sort of hiding or to fight some battle or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a possibility. But like she said, that's all speculation as far as what's going to go on for season seven. And I feel like Bill's just kind of like put earplugs in his ears for. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I was on a call with my imaginary friend. Apollo, what were you guys talking about? <laughs> I totally think that season seven is going to be a brand new show. And to be honest with you, it would be great to bring the. I, I call them the backup cat, like the uh, backup uh, core cast. Bring, bring, like, bring the level two cast to the forefront and we have their stories you know every everything was always about charming everything was always about snow regina um hook emma how about we bring the the uh dwarves secondary up? characters yes let's bring the secondary characters to the forefront make them the face of season seven and, and call it their show because obviously yes they're supporting cast members but I think they deserve so much more than that. I mean, my question still stands for, you know, as the first time that I've seen her, and I'm going to keep on asking because evidently I, I want my question to be answered. When in the hell did Tiger Lily lo- lose her wings? I want to know that. I want to know what Maleficent, you know, what Maleficent and Lily are up to. Have they been living down a street like a little bit? you know, further away from the action and they have no recollection 
of what's going on. I mean, uh, is Emma going to just fade off into the background and say, oh, yeah, you guys, I'll be here when you need me, you know? Uh, just like the Charming said, they're not to- totally, like, leaving the show dead dry. They're going to come in when their characters are needed. But I still I still want to know the Blue's background. I want to know... Um, I want to know Tiger Lily's background more. Uh, is she going to be important? Uh, is she supposed to be Lucy's fairy godmother? I mean, can fairies have godmothers? I mean, we have god, you know, have godchildren like like more than one god, you know, child. I want to like. There's so many questions and so many things like that that I'm glad that the season or the series, as Bill puts it. <laughs> You know, toward you know the end, but they're still you know leaving us with so many questions. Well, that's kind of the point. <laughs> I would like to say though, if if it had been a series finale, sorry, Bill. If it had been a series finale, so I thought it was a very good ending to the episode. I thought it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their happy ending. I've been rooting for Emma to get her happy ending since season one, since the pilot. I think so, the Last Supper homage was a little oh over the top. God. Yes. Oh, oh my god. god. I was like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Civilism here. Are we reliving yeah, Jesus like, Christ and his twelve disciples? Like I just want to know. That, yeah, that, that was a little much, but that was pretty rough. Was. All other points yeah. agreed, Liz. Why couldn't they just get a regular table with people on opposite sides, not having right? them all, no like not having them a recreation of the Last Supper? Would that Why? be your That's least favorite moment? That's the camera go both ways. <laughs> would Something. that be your least favorite moment of the finale? I would. Me? I mean. Not my least favorite. Not my least favorite. How about you, Bill? What was your least favorite? Um, (laughs) You know, I'd probably have to go with that. I I, I think I definitely have to go with that. It was just like, oh, this is great. And look, they're flashing back through all the lands and everyone's happy Uh and they have this farmhouse and this. And then it was like, (laughs) 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 I mean, Uh, like, I I thought it was great. I mean, mm -hmm. other than the last supper, last (laughs) supper scene. And what about I, you? What about you, Liz? What was your least favorite moment? Um, I there's a couple that come to mind, honestly. Um, like Henry or Henry trying to convince Emma that everything is real, and she's just saying no, 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 and so just that was really that was really it. annoying. And like mm-hmm. it was just repeated a lot. And then oh, you know what? We know the least favorite moment. Was, I know. I, when she burned the book. You know what? I truly lost all hope. I literally did. If they were really trying to make us lose hope, I literally lost hope. Well, then the Black Fairy won because that's exactly what she wanted. She wanted all of us to lose hope. That's why all the lands disappeared. I literally, like, I was screaming at the TV like, you, (laughs) SOB, oh my god. I hate you. The I totally always, hate you. The book always reappears. It'll be in a closet or on the road somewhere. Or... In the middle of the, um, like in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. Of a but I seriously, I seriously you, you, hated the you book clo- I was upset. You, you close the mirror uh, after, you know, taking your pills in the morning in the bathroom and the book standing behind you in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
you know what? I thought it was funny. I think they mentioned this in in, in the in the in the finale um about uh magic. You no, know, like yeah, with the uh, magic beans, which is what I'm surprised about. My question is, if that dragon was there, he has to have a human. He or he or she has to have a human form. And number two. Where did you get the bean from? As far as we know it, Tiny was the last surviving giant. Yeah, and I didn't he I thought he went back to Fairy Tale Land. Did he? he did. He did actually. Um when Zelina opened up a portal to mm-hmm. to to uh to let Tiny go back through, uh the Merry Men go back through with um Roland. Quick question. Yeah. <laughs> Quick question. Does Roland know his father's dead? No. no I, I don't think he does. <laughs> That's another plot hole. Plot hole number two <laughs> that, I, that I'm still asking. Where is Roland? Where, right. He, he's with the Merry Men. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe but a my, race now. Right. Something, you know. Because oh, he wasn't no, on that platform. He sure weren't. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Uh, where? Okay. Um, oh, yeah. My next question. My next plot hole question. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ! Does <laughs> Arthur's freaking wife know? Know he's dead? Like they, oh, they never they didn't show Camelot, did they? In the realm? No, that's true. No, they didn't. That's they did a, not show that. Yeah, they didn't show that, and they didn't show Black and White World. Sure did. Oh yeah, uh, Germany or whatever. You know, like that mm-hmm. whole Middle Eastern European or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about the land without color. Oh, and mm-hmm. and that's Doctor Frankenstein's world. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess they didn't show the uh, the land of untold stories either, but I, that would have kind of been cleared out anyway. So yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah, should have. If they were going to show those been. other realms, they should have gone ahead and shown. Uh, they should have shown all the realms. I'm for one, I'm very surprised that they show showed uh, Arendelle. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. I thought we were going to see a cameo appearance of Georgina Haig, and I forgot who played Anna. I forgot. But I thought we were going to actually see, a, you know, a cameo appearance of both of them, you know. And she's now married to Kristoff. Like, why do we only get to see um, Aladdin yeah. and Jasmine? Oh, oh no, oh, no, oh, no, the, the deer. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Why do we only get to see the deer? What because, happened to the because, other characters? Because the deer cost a lot less money to get a hold of than the other four. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I think that little cameo of the of Sven, that's from season four. That exact shot is from season four. I remember, <laughs> yes. I remember the turn of Sven. I remember it from season four. Uh, that's a, that they didn't they didn't zoom in again. They used an old reel of it. <laughs> yes, you mean okay, no no no. You mean what's that word? Uh they rehashed it. Well, repurposed maybe, it. Maybe they didn't want to spoil the perfect series finale with a, a reference to probably one of the weakest half seasons of the show. <laughs> I think you know what uh, you know what I think it still paid homage to Frozen. Period. I really think it did. Yeah, for what it, it was, maybe a little really too paid. much. Maybe yeah. maybe a little bit too much. Yes. I mean, if if anything, I always said that the Frozen arc was basically Frozen Two, so there doesn't need to be a Frozen Two. Mm-hmm. There doesn't. We, we know what happens. Like, I really think that if there was a Frozen 2, they would have brought in the Ice Queen, and, and at the end, Kristoff and, and uh, Anna would get married. That's why I, I'm always going to say um, the Frozen arc is Frozen 2, literally. <laughs> it's Frozen 2 to you. Yes, it's Frozen 2 to me, dang it. <laughs> you want to know something two. that bugged me in this episode? Go ahead, please. Okay. <clears throat> 
uh, after Emma leaves Storybrooke, she goes back to her apartment in Boston. Uh, Emma's apartment in Boston was sitting there waiting for her pretty much just like she left it in the pilot. So how exactly did the Black Fairy cause that to happen with her curse? She probably didn't because it's the land without magic except in Storybrooke. So assuming the Black Fairy wasn't involved, does that mean Emma has been paying rent on this apartment <laughs> in Boston this whole time? Even when she lived in New York without her memories? Even after she got the house in Storybrooke? Even after she went and lived in freaking Camelot for four months? I, I, how well does uh, being the sheriff of a town pay anyway that she could be pay this for this nice apartment in Boston for... However long it's been in the show, four years. Four years, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. She's had two apartments. I wonder, is that other apartment still around, too? The New York one? Well, Neil's probably is, because I guess Gold paid for that one in perpetuity. Mm. So many plot holes. So many speculations. I always liked liked Emma's door. The whole Mm. door with the writing on it. I always thought it was pretty. I'm like, oh, that'd be nice to have on like an actual like house or apartment. I definitely agree. Quick question. Are we doing the episode or is this it? No, this is the episode. (laughs) This is the episode. You know what? Because it seems just like it. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) This is the stuff that we should only be talking about. I mean, this isn't scripted or anything like that. I mean, because like I said, I've seen the episode three times. I can I can tell you my dislikes. I can tell you my likes. You're not even writing notes, to be honest with you. That's what we're here to do. <sighs> yep. Jesus. That's, I, Jesus. I kind of feel like that's what you've been doing for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm but, sorry, but yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> I... I I guess really the ultimate thing to talk about here, honestly, uh, Liz, go ahead and for me anyway, go ahead and uh, get your bell ready. Is that like, okay, there's not a lot of shows that have done this before as far as like uh, a true almost series finale uh, leading into, you know, what could be a new show and what a lot of people will probably stop watching this uh, bill obviously well it's uh, not going to be on anymore so i mean right so i mean i i looked up the tv guide for september and sunday nights at 8 p.m there's no once upon a time there so i mean for a so. lot of people for a lot of people uh this will be a series finale and another show that's done this before was buffy the vampire slayer um in uh so would not be greetings with storybooks without buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> section uh well in season (laughs) five in season five they like uh were canceled more or less by wb and uh the main character died like killed her you know sacrificed herself uh spoiler alert sorry i probably should have said that for a show that's you you really did because they they have buffy the vampire slayer on netflix thank you i'm sorry (laughs) uh, thank you I won't tell you how it happened or why, but sorry. <laughs> you don't have – dude, um, you got about three weeks to catch up on something before you – you can't be upset about spoiler warning. Something 20 years yeah. ago. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> more or less the same thing happened, and then they uh, they were able to start the series again. But in that case, they just brought that character back. And in, in this case, we've got, like, the main characters leaving the show. So, I mean, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, I mean, this is not going to be the same show. I mean, we've got th- three characters returning. And and I find it interesting that it's, like, the three villainous characters, even though they're not villainous now. Mm-hmm. But none mm-hmm. of our, you know, Charmings, Emma, Snow, uh, you know, none of the good guys are returning. And again, these are good guys now. 
but I, I theoretically I was shocked that Robert Carlyle was yes. sticking around. Like he was the first one I was expecting out the door. Yes, I too. totally agree. Because I, I mean, totally he just agree. had Train Spotting too and everything, and I was like, oh, okay, he he's going to go back to making you know films and. You Those know. were my two biggest um, surprises: is that uh, Robert <laughs> Carlyle didn't, or yeah, didn't leave, mm-hmm. and that Jennifer Morrison did. Yeah, I think Bill just broke through into reality. Basically, no, I said theoretically. If they were doing another season and Robert Carlyle was sticking around, which they're not, they're not okay. doing another season. Theoretically, because the series over. Theoretically, over. yeah. Um, you know what? As many articles as I've read about his his so called maybe departure, it was a little bit on fifty fifty. So they must have said something to spark his interest for him to stay for season seven. In all honesty, I. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I really did. Like, uh, along with Bill, I thought he was the first person, you know, like if I was going to, if I was going to like make a top five people of who I thought were going to be wanting to leave the show, uh, Robert Carlyle would have been number one on the list. And uh, Jennifer Morrison probably wouldn't have even been on the list mm-hmm. because in quite a few interviews, she had kind of uh, intimated that she wouldn't be leaving, that she, you know, she wanted to stick around, that she felt so much uh, connection with the character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was uh, payment disputes or what, you know, I'm sure it would have cost a lot to bring her on for longer. And I know she's coming back. They said for one more episode and then maybe popping up here and there. The first episode, well, she, they mentioned that she's going to be coming back for definitely. I, I assume that, uh, you know, the, the series, uh, the ratings have been going down so much mm-hmm. that, they could they couldn't justify keeping a lot of the legacy cast around, especially Jennifer Morrison, who has you know kind of paid her dues and she's number one on the call sheet, right? So she's going to get the most money out of anybody in the cast. And then you have uh, Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dallas, who are both pretty big stars in other arenas now, and have become much more so since uh, Once Upon a Time started. So. Those are definitely the easy ones to cut and run. It, as far as the Wicked Witch, like I, I don't think that's a budgetary concern or anything. I think they're just like, okay, we can't do anything else with her. Like, she, right? The next we, one. we took away her magic. She's been kind we of took spinning, away her magic. She's been kind she's of mama. spinning her bicycle wheels for the past couple seasons now. So. Right, she's, right. She's like a background main character. She's a main character, but she's always kind of in the background. They don't give her much to do. It's mm-hmm. really annoying. Well, I'm and when they do give her something to do, she sounds like a, a spoiled brat, <laughs> saying, I don't get this, so I'll make everybody else suffer. Okay. So, All right. uh, I love I'm, you, but... <laughs> I just don't understand why uh, Colin O'Donoghue or why Hook and Rumple will be there without Belle or uh, Emma. It doesn't seem right. It does not seem right. Specifically, Hook and Emma just just got their happy ending. They just got married, and now they're going to be separated. What excuse could they come up with that'll be good enough for the fans to say, okay, this is okay? You know what? We're probably probably in the background of of switching scenes. We're going to see the bugs still sitting there or, or driving around acting like, oh, well, she's off on another adventure. Or oh wait, there goes the the uh, yeah, sheriff's um, cruiser. She must be working. It, <laughs> you know, if, if once upon a time has taught me anything, it's that the writers are very repetitive. So I would have have an inkling that maybe the next season, the the whole mission would be rescuing Emma and rescuing uh, Belle, and that would be their motivations throughout the season. 
Uh, because, I mean, that's very repetitive. They've done it a million times. So that seems like where the Once Upon a Time writers tend to go. You know, so. Yeah, well, I mean, they've said that the three characters uh, – well, obviously, Henry doesn't have a new identity because – she called him Henry Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I've read, the other three, uh, Regina, Hook, and Rumpel, will have new identity, will have new identities and be in a new town. Interesting. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. And, and I want to even say they said new curse, uh, which I'm really hoping that's not the case. But I mean, I, which, I, which is Bill's comment on the repetitive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This but show I mean, is famous for three things new curses, lost memories. And what is another one? Um, evil cleavage. One. Evil cleavage. There yeah. you go. <laughs> every every new villain. You know what we? If, if if anything, like if this show has taught me anything, this show has only had two male villains, and the rest were women. I'm not being sexist. Not being anything like that. It's just there's only. And two male villains. I you mean, know, you know what they say about Once Upon a Time: the deeper the line, the the deeper the crime. You know. Oh my god! Oh my Jesus! God. Oh my god! Oh my god, Bill! I just got that. Holy crap! Oh Bill. my. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. So I'm reading this article that's uh, where the where the creators are talking about. Uh, the, the okay the wow. the interviewer asked them if this is a reboot and they said no it's not a reboot this is just this is a hybrid a uh, hybrid uh, we're calling it an homage to the original premise don't call it a comeback <laughs> right don't call it a comeback because it is not no comeback it really isn't and what are you I, saying? it's like a spinoff with the same title yes that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking at that's exactly how I was looking at it Liz is this mm-hmm. is almost a spinoff. Because I mean, we've only got th- we're looking at three original characters, regular side characters being being elevated to uh, main regular characters, and uh, you know, with a whole new book. I mean, yeah, they might as well have called this a different, uh, you know, uh, once upon a time somewhere else. Right. Once upon a time, part two. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with once you, upon a time I also- in Mexico. No, wait, that's a movie. That's a movie. In America. Wait, no, that's a movie. In the West. That's a movie. That's a movie. Once Upon a Time in the East. That's probably a movie somewhere. We could do that. Like, no, but I mean, there are so many things that I still want to know about certain characters. Like, okay, Grumpy can be Grumpy all he wants to. Why can't he have Nova? I kind of feel like, uh, you know, uh, Bright's, you know, looking at the bright side, uh, Doing what they've done in in uh, moving the show forward and not calling it a spinoff or a reboot or whatnot, that they, that it does leave them the opportunity to still tell maybe stories that we've been wanting to be told that they haven't told. And that would be perfect. I mean, there there are a lot of what ifs and a lot of secondary character who's really who really um deserve attention like like cinderella um aurora uh, uh mulan oh, goodness gracious <laughs> so and maybe many. and they have said that we might be seeing some some uh, familiar faces that we haven't seen in some time mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and, oh, and uh, also i read an article that um that this may actually be like the very last season on the part of jamie chung um, she let it slip out that you know everything hasn't been so hunky dory with the <laughs> with the ratings and you know how she hinted. So she, I don't know if she'll be here or not. I mean, if she does, she's probably going to be here for like about an episode or so, 
and then come up in some random episode like how she's been treated in the past. I think she's just as important as it is, uh, you know, as other characters who deserve stories to be told. Mm-hmm. So who knows? <clears throat> you know, speaking of stories, I really like this one. Um, I, I, I did want to, and this is my last point. Yeah, in my secret doc, guys. Okay. Uh, but I, I, as much as I love this episode, I kind of I saw a glimpse of another episode they could have done that I think I would have liked a little more. Okay. Okay. So as much as I was expecting what happened in this episode to happen, I kind of saw that it was probably going to be going in some kind of direction that way. Part of me wished that the reality where Emma got committed after Henry poisoned himself was the actual reality. And this episode was kind of like the drop and we realized that, you know, she's been in this mental institution and all this has been some weird psychosis of hers. And the, the most of the series after season one finale was all this weird dream. And then it, it just would have been so subversive and unexpected for a show that generally kind of paints inside the lines. Mm-hmm. It, I, I've always said that once is best and it's most surreal. And that would have been a very interesting route to go in the series finale. Uh, you know, go through the ramifications of, of Emma being in the nut house. Uh, meet the real versions of characters like Hook and other characters we've met since season one. Maybe have right. maybe have Neil stop by and be like, you know, I'm really worried about you, Emma. But, you know, I'm here to see my son or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I liked, I liked, I love this finale. But I think that could have been a really interesting direction for them to go to. That uh, that is an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? <laughs> yeah, there, there was there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she wakes up in a mental institution and is told that you know her whole career of being a vampire slayer is a lie or not a lie, but just mm-hmm. you know all in her head. And her yeah. dad, who has her mom and dad are still together, and you know they they come to visit her, and her dad's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's yeah, maybe that kind of reminds me of an episode of Charmed where um, where Piper was uh, unconscious and the, and the source at the time that they've been battling for like the first um, the first uh, three seasons, like three seasons, like I think they were um, into the like halfway into the fourth season. It kind of reminds me of that. She's she's waking up in the mental hospital and she's like the power of three will set us free. You know, she's like saying this little yeah. poem and the source is like you, you've been saying this for a while you've been doing this and you think you have sisters those are just your roommates and things like I that so that. exactly so i yeah, think that that would have uh, been a great you know a great ending to the whole show it's actually been quite a few times uh what the way you're just, just describing it is like an old sci-fi thing what that's mm-hmm. been sh- showing on like star trek and stargate where they'll put people under to be like uh, to try to get information out of them or something. Exactly, she was put up under like a kind of a a, a hex or something like that, or she was uh, put you know put to sleep, and then the source went into her dreams, threw out her head, and replaced everything she knew as as her you know thinking about this fantasy. They miss you know, that show. I so, too. They're also thinking about doing a reboot for that too. Yeah, I was I was reading that. I was reading that. 
So I have one final question then, uh, really, is like, okay, regardless of whether you consider this a season finale or series finale, uh, well, I think you I can only re- you can really only acknowledge it as like a series finale because that's yeah. what it is. I think I know Bill's <laughs> answer to this. Um, <laughs> will Will you even try watching season seven? And all and, you know, all joking aside, yeah, you know, do you? Do, is it something that even somewhat interests you, or do you just are you just going to call this the end? You just enjoyed the first book. I know I'll watch I'll watch it. Like uh what I mean it's forty minutes yeah, well I guess on a Friday night now, but yeah, or you know, sometime over the weekend, like I can find forty minutes to watch it just to if nothing else, just see how bad it gets. You know? And that's, <laughs> that's another I thing, totally too. Agree. That's I another totally thing, agree. too, that I, I will go ahead and and uh, touch upon now that you mentioned that, is that with its move to Fridays, in the past, that's always been uh, kind of a, a signal of uh, harbinger of death, if you yeah, will. the Friday night <laughs> death slot. Yeah. But, but, with, with, but with today's uh, culture, do you think that even matters anymore? I don't think it matters as much. I do think that ABC is kind of doing a smart thing, and they're they're making Friday night like the genre night, you know. Cause I saw that. Yes, they're they, teaming it up with the Inhumans and Agents of Shield. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which which I I always remember Fox had all the sci-fi shows and stuff on Friday nights back in the nineties. Well, they had X Files on Sundays, but they had like Sliders and things like that on Fridays. Right. And I I think that makes a lot of sense. And I mean. Like I said, it's probably going to be pretty easy for me to watch, if nothing else, just because, you know, I'm a lame dad with lame kids. And, you know, so once once I – no, my kids aren't lame. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, But, but, you know, once I put them down and stuff, Friday nights are actually probably one of my most chill nights uh, just because, you know, the work week's done. uh, I just want to relax and unwind a little bit. So, yeah, I think, you know – I, I'm not going to watch Shield because I haven't watched the past four seasons. But you know, I think sitting down for Once Upon a Time on a Friday night is probably going to be a pretty decent routine, even if it's a bad show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will definitely be watching it. I mean, I've been I've given the last six years to it, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's no sense in. I mean, are you guys going to keep doing the podcast? I was about to say, I was wondering if that was uh, up or not. I was wondering if that was uh, up or not. Um, if Bill uh, keeps producing it, I want to keep doing it. I, I, in all honesty, that's something that's I, I feel like you can kind of um, – if you're asking me that question, Bill, since we're on air right now or uh, whatnot. Um, you're on the spot, Yeah, buddy. we're live. Like, oh, my God, we're live. We have original underscore deodorant watching us. Like you're, you know, you produce and and uh, distribute the show right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you were willing to do to still do that, it would definitely be a yes. If 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 not, then I would have to have you kind of like. Well, you're doing the show next year, then. Yeah. Cool. Okay then. Yeah. All right. Yay! I guess. Uh, I can what's read wrong, Tony? What's wrong, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh God. To you don't have to. With you, I mean, if it if it's if it's a schedule crunch thing for you, Tony, you don't have to. You know. Yeah. I mean, I I really if if it's Bobby just sitting there talking to himself, I mean, I will definitely watch every week. You can no you problem. can do guest spots. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to uh, promise yourself every week, Tony. True. Well, I mean, we can to- have you whenever you can make it. You know, it's not. But but uh. Mm-hmm. But if Elizabeth is willing and I'm willing that, that, you know, and, you know, like I said, Tony, you don't have to promise every week, you know, because and I'll be quite honest, this uh, this has been 
I won't say a chore. It's been a privilege. Uh, mm. When I started doing this, um, when I started listening to this podcast, <laughs> I had no idea that I would start hosting it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but You're right, uh, it's, it feels like it feels like a TV show. You know, like you are seeing the story progress. And you never knew that your character would be moved up to a, a series regular. It's <laughs> and again, uh, I I don't want to say chore, but it is definitely um, it's a commitment. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's definitely, a, yeah. It's definitely you know, a commitment, and sometimes I find myself not meeting it. No, which and, is what I hate the most. And 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 that's another thing I will say is that um, if we do if we do do this next year, that we definitely need to uh, be more revamp, revamp. Uh, the, 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 be a little rejiggering. We need to be more. We need because like we miss the we miss the live chat. We really do. And a lot mm-hmm. of that has to do with us not being able to make the time commitments that we, you know, uh, that we, you know, uh, when you have a live chat, you got to be there every week at the time you say you're going to be there. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's great to get the feedback that we do get, but I mean, um, you know, I miss it how we used to be. Yeah. For the first you know? few weeks, for the first few weeks, we did fine, but, and, and all fairness, we're in three different parts of the world. Yeah. So that makes it hard to me yeah. and Marie were always just sitting right across from each other. Right. Know? And mm-hmm. even, and even when Bill and I and Anne Marie get on a podcast together, we might not be right across from each other, but it's still the same time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You like, guys can say meet here at this time. Well, not only that, but like right now for me and Bill, it's 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I have to be at work at like five in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Bill probably has to be there pretty early. I have to be up around then. I have to right. be to work a couple hours later. And, but, and yeah. uh, you know, for you guys, it's an hour earlier or three hours earlier, whatever the case may be. And so it's really hard to, uh, to, to sync those schedules. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know, considering all those difficulties, and I have listened to every episode you guys have done this year. Uh, I think you all Aww. suck. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I thought we did. Uh, uh, JK, JK, JK. No, I, 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 I think you guys have done a really good job with it. It's been interesting sort of hearing the, the format we developed uh, evolve un, under you guys. and uh, But I, th- I think you guys have done a really solid job with it. Yeah. Yes, there have been, you know, struggles with timing and, uh, you know, technology issues and stuff like that. But I I think, you know, you guys have have rallied and you got an episode out every week, uh, you know, minus I think there was one episode – uh, that, that got was just, lost. They got lost. Uh, they, I thought it was that's two the worst thing. It might have been. It might have been two. It might have been. Two. There were two, but you did. You re-recorded one of them, so there was only one episode technically that you missed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The lost. The lost episode. And that was. Yeah. That was so frustrating. You do not mm-hmm. understand how frustrating. And then the second time, I thought I had fixed everything as far as background recording, and then I sent you the recording and it had no audio. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it was weird. Uh, like I, yeah. mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, oh, yeah. God, I remember that week. Like I said, guys, this is definitely oh. – it, it, it's – a commitment. I it, I think that was a, a well put there, Bill. And uh, but it's a commitment that I don't mind doing. Uh, I love the show, mm-hmm. or I like the show, as far as Once Upon a Time goes. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. I love the I show, love, and that's good. You know, that's you know, good. I've, I've loved Once Upon a Time since the very beginning, and I will love that's it good. until it goes off TV. But and, um, I guess devoting myself to the podcast, you know, I, let's just say. I might pull uh, uh, um, a uh, Snow and Charming act. What, fall into a sleeping curse until someone wakes (laughs) you up? Exactly, when I'm needed. (laughs) I'll I'll kiss you, Tony. Whoa. On the forehead. 
Okay, they call it a platonic. No, you're good. good. We all love you, Tony. (laughs) Original deodorant in the chat room says, if you guys read chat, maybe the show would blow up. And then I think he calls Bobby Redcoat. Redcoat. I don't don't know why. But But thank you for hanging out, Original Deodorant. You hadn't really said anything worth commenting on until just now, so I... We did. Oh, mm-hmm. so we actually yeah. have someone watching live and, and uh, chatting. Yes, original underscore deodorant. Thank you, original underscore deodorant. You know what? I need but that was like a jab at Bobby. <laughs> well, I'm no, I think he was just calling him a red coat. I mean, that's depending. But a red coat is like you, a negative thing. Isn't if it? you no, if you live in it, if you, you're British or not. Yeah, if you live right, in England in the 1700s, English. that's completely cool. Yeah, right. I know, right? I mean, I would think that he took it. When when he mentioned Reco, I believe that he called you. You're you're the Emma of greetings from Storybrooke. The red cop. I'm the, I I wear the red leather coat. Okay, I'll, yes, I'll, you, I'll take that, Tony. I'll take you that. You wear the red leather coat. Your hair is blonde. Come on. Um. <laughs> Follow the guideline. <laughs> did you have any? Uh. Okay. I I feel like we've touched on just about everything about the uh, the episode. I'm good. And, uh, now that we know that uh, apparently we will be coming back next uh, next season, we'll we'll uh, discuss more of that off air, obviously. Um, but that does uh, bring us on to our next uh, arbitrary scale. Oh my god, how I missed the arbitrary scale! <laughs> Jeez, it's getting late here, guys. All right, arbitrary scale this week, and I did not write down anything. So out of three hundred forty-seven grains of Fiona. Ouch! You know what? Nasty. Wait, 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 What about three hundred? 47 grains I, I, of pixie dust. The host has... Yeah, you can't are, change the, the scale. Once the scale I, happens, the, the, the scale arbitra- is set. The arbitrary scale has been... is no longer arbitrary. The line is drawn, Joey! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. Oh, All right, so grains of Fiona. I'll be your enforcer, Bobby. It's three hundred forty-seven <laughs> grains of Fiona. Uh, Bill, how many are you gonna? How many grains of Fiona do you think this episode deserves? I'm actually, I'm gonna go pretty high. I'm gonna give it three hundred and ten grains of Fiona. I, uh, you know, like I said, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty solid series finale. Um, thank goodness they didn't muck it up with any sort of like promise of another season with Henry being an adult with a daughter. So thank goodness they didn't do that. I uh, know, but I, I think I, it wrapped up as perfectly as it could have, especially considering how kind of low the show had gotten for me by the end of last season. I, I, I loved it as a once upon a time fan. It made me feel all the things I used to feel about the show. And I think that's about the best you can hope for. Especially coming from you, because uh, like you said earlier in this episode, I know you didn't care for the first half of the season at all. And there no. was a reason that you no longer do the podcast. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> I don't make that I commitment that anymore. I missed that part. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, Tony, how many grains of Fiona are you going to give this episode? I'm going to give um, 315 grains of Fiona. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, do you have a brief summary of why you gave it that score? Um, okay, so as far as a brief summary goes, I love the finale. You know, it actually felt like it was the ending to the main core's cast um, stories as a whole. Um, everybody basically got their happy endings. Everybody seems like they're going to move on with their lives past this, you know, past this horrific moment where it seems like all hope was lost. 
you know, took to them as people, as to their homes, as to their loved ones, things like that. You know, I really love that that the show literally made me lose hope. And that's what I really wanted, you know, in the finale. I wanted to I wanted to feel something. And that what it gave me was, you know, was real. You know, like when she burned the book that I, I totally like just completely lost hope. And I think that that's what the writers were going for. They wanted to make you see like, hey, this may be the end and they may perish. They may not make it back. Mm-hmm. And then and then they brought us back in. And, and you know, I, I love that moment where all hope was lost. And then it comes back and everybody has their happy ending. And I thought it was nice. fantastic. So, nice. Nice. And Liz, how many uh, how many grains of Fiona do you want to give this episode? Out of 347. <laughs> yes. I think I'm going to give it 322. Nice. Okay. And uh, um, I really love the ending of the episode where everybody gets their happy ending, um, especially seeing Charming <laughs> with his new dog and seeing, seeing, seeing the evil queen getting engaged to Robin Hood and just all of the, everybody gets their happy endings and it's all really great and sweet and I loved it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like the brain of the book. Um, <laughs> And nor how I felt it was easy to kill the Black Fairy after all that buildup. But other than that, I really enjoyed the episode, both halves of the episode, and it was really good. What about you, Bobby? Okay, out of 347, um, three. I'll give it 300. I'll give it 333 grains of Fiona. Um, I too really enjoyed this as both a series and season finale. It could definitely work as both. Obviously, without the you know. Obviously, it was a series finale. Though. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> so we'll just call next uh, next season a spinoff. Um, mm-hmm. but, spin-off but in all in all seriousness, uh, I <clears throat> I felt that for the for for the most part, they touched upon just about everyone they could touch upon. You know, there were some glaring omissions in my in my opinion. I don't understand why Sean McGuire wasn't you know couldn't pop in for just a moment. Uh, even you know, seeing as what was it only three or four episodes ago, even mm-hmm. the, like I don't know when they had this episode written but they could have like filmed his scene then you know they just had him record a line on his iphone and yeah yeah that was rough that was um, a, <laughs> the uh, what was it else I wanted to uh, mention the uh, oh uh, red where was red oh god yes like uh, 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 I guess she's off with Mulan is that isn't she in a relationship with, oh no no no, 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 Dorothy. no, no Dorothy. Dorothy 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 they could have showed them walking like how um, how Anna and Elsa came in you know on their first episode right right yeah <laughs> I, yeah I don't know I just I mean there were definitely some omissions glaring omissions um, but for the most part you know. Yeah, I mean, like you, like you said, like uh, Rumple said to Gold, you can't always get everything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I do believe that they did a fair job of uh, definitely making this feel like the end of a book, definitely. end of a story, mm-hmm. and the definitely. beginning of a new one with the start of uh, mm-hmm. you know whatever's going on with him. In that weird fanfic that you guys are going to write, I guess. <laughs> us and every listen other us. fan out yeah there. listen to us every week uh next season discuss uh our fanfic of, uh once our fan our fanfic of once upon a time you yes. know what i think this also deserves a uh um a retitle of the show to call calling it greetings from the fans fanfic of Storybook. We'll, 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 dis- we'll discuss that later tony in the meantime um on to the news I love how that always comes out. All right, Elizabeth, uh, do you have any news for us this week? 
Um, so the ratings um, for the first half, the first episode of the mid of the season finale, what uh, drew a point eight or two point eight five million viewers, and then um, the second half was a little bit higher, two point nine three million viewers, at point nine. So we're still. We're still in the same area we've been in um, with the ratings. It's not going. It's not going too high by any means or too low by any means. But hopefully next season it'll get better. But I I don't know. Yeah, I mean even the the creators uh, have stated that they know that the ratings aren't the greatest as the the greatest uh, the live next day ratings at the very least. But they also uh, acknowledge that uh, that form of uh, of uh, viewer um, I don't know the word I'm looking for uh, audience measurement or measuring they, the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, thank you. That that form of audience measurement is kind of becoming a bit archaic. At, at you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, with plus sevens and DVRs and everything else going on. There's there's some, and then uh, watching so, it so, on a pair of binoculars from across the, the street <laughs> in in your neighbor's right. television, right? right. <laughs> or seeing it in um in a um in a kind of a portal view. When know? are they going to start counting peeping toms as viewers? That's right. You know there were 0.9 million peeping toms, and oh my god, out of out of a out of a three point seven dim <laughs> I don't know. They basically acknowledge that it's not the size of their fan base, but the passion of it that uh, <laughs> that has led to that it. keeps it going. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, guys, I have a breaking list here. Um, this is a list of Disney characters I think they should include in Once Upon a Time Season 7, even though they're not doing it. Gus the football playing donkey, the monkey's uncle, the computer that wore tennis shoes, the host of Mickey's Mouser Size, Spin and Marty, the party, not quite human robot guy, Chip, uh, Xenon girl of the 21st century, and Epcot yeah. action, Ellen. So... <laughs> Those Why? are the characters I want to see in the next season of Once Upon a Time. I, that's I, not I love happening. Leon. I totally love Leon. I, I definitely sorry. would love to see Pocahontas if she was on that. I wish she was on that list. If you're going to, if you're going to create a Disney list of characters that need to be on here, you have to include Darkwing Duck. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, Darkwing Duck. I, I assume when there is trouble in Storybrooke, they will call DW. You know, if Drake, if Drake Mallard uh, becomes a semi regular on next on next uh, season, I will uh, officially make this my favorite show. <laughs> and yes. the podcast will be four hours. Every yes, week. four hours, and, and it will be nothing but speculating on on Drake Mallard and Darkwing Duck and everything <laughs> else about that. And Buffy, it'll just be you yes. saying, Let's yes, get Buffy, yes, and do, yes, and how that all fits into the Buffyverse. <laughs> but like Buffy, like Buffy would definitely make an appearance for two episodes. <laughs> you know, she's like she's probably going to be like, "How in the world did I get here?" <laughs> yes. So the, I mean, that's really all we got really for news this week because uh, I mean, b- this being the end of the season and all, I mean there's not really a whole lot of like casting news or anything. breaking like news that. greetings from storybrooke is coming back again next year At, yes it will be that's the that was actually going to be my next point is that uh uh probably over the summer as we get news maybe uh pay attention to the feed me you know maybe we'll be throwing together some spoiler uh spoiler parties as far as uh when uh casting throwing your and- own spoiler parties i'm so proud of you guys <laughs> <laughs> we're all growing up 
Yes, we're all growing up as co-hosts. It's okay, kids. I'll get you the beer for your spoiler parties. Just don't tell your dad. <laughs> but in in the meantime, uh, guys, Tony, I'm glad you could fi- you could join us finally, and you know the short amount of time you could. Bill, it has Woo! been so great having you. Um, you should definitely I, come with us and do a permanently. Come on, come back. yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen. <laughs> no, probably not. Seeing it, seeing is come back to the light side. We have cookies. Yes. <laughs> and, and candy but seriously Bill, um, i know we've said it before but you know you made this podcast what it is and i you know it, it means the world to us uh me and Anne marie okay yes you're right yeah. yes you guys i'm sorry Anne marie i'm sure you're back there listening somewhere she she somewhere. is not i think she's upstairs sleeping right now, oh okay so. well she got home from she'll listen later yeah she will. She will. I'll make her. Well then, well, then she heard me in the future. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> She's been known to do What did that. you do? Did you use the Lena's time portal spell? Time is a flat circle. <laughs> um, did you use the okay. Lena's time portal spell? I mean... <laughs> yes, every podcast is a time portal spell. <laughs> you no, can but, listen. It's, it's us from the past talking to you in the future. Oh, my uh-uh. God. It's so nope. trippy. But, Bobby, to so respond trippy. to you, uh, thank you for that. And thank you guys for kind of carrying the torch and uh, going to continue carry the torch. It's really cool that, you know, this thing that we started doing out in the garage like five years ago is still going. And, uh, you know, you guys are still in there every week uh, doing your thing. And it, it makes me happy, especially since I'm giving up on podcasting. For now. Well, you're welcome. Yes, you are so welcome. There's a lot of attitude in that. I was trying to be nice, Liz. Jeez. <laughs> I, do, I do hope to hear some uh, short form Gotham from you, like you might have been, uh, like some YouTube comments or whatever. How yeah, I, I think uh, keep an eye on the Universe Box channel. There probably will be some short form reviews of Gotham in the fall. And then I'm actually going to be creating a new YouTube channel that's short form content strictly for YouTube. I won't say much about it right now because I just came up with the idea yesterday, but oh. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, so, Bill, if, Bobby. if we want uh, no, go ahead, Elizabeth. Do we have any feedback? I don't believe we do. Okay. But that was, uh, if you want to send any feedback, you can uh, always hit us up uh, at the, okay, let me see if I. Bobby, 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 stand back. As always, we'll be accepting your feedback. You can email us, greetingsfromstorybrooke at gmail.com. Tweet us at GFStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrooke. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And keep in mind that we'll come to your house and kill you if you don't send us feedback. And that's and that's where the ten thousand hours thing comes in that I was talking about earlier. Yes, if if we don't come and kill you, or if we don't come Um, and send you to another realm, you know. Oh my god, Bobby, you just got told. I like I said, he's been doing this for. We, you know, t- a few times a week for quite a while now. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the hang of it eventually. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm not You've too had sad. it here. Sorry, right. That was, that was me. I'm sorry. It's late. I think we figured out uh, on our 100th episode of Legends of Gotham that we've done about 300 podcast episodes over the past five years. So that's a lot of podcasts. Woo. That's wow. a lot of talking. That's amazing. That is a, that is a lot of talking. Bill, if anyone wants to hear about your uh, uh, Legends of Gotham for the next few weeks and then your uh, short form content that you got coming up or anything else that you might have in the future, how, how could they uh, get hold of you? 
I'd say you can just follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks, or you can check out uh, all the stuff we'll do uh, still do under the Universe Box brand, UniverseBox.com, and uh, you can you can also follow my my cat blog where I, I speak as an imaginary cat. It's at Bill Imaginary Cat, and it doesn't really exist. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony, if anyone wanted to uh, contact you, how would they get all of you? You guys can contact me on Twitter at Hoops900, where I post random stuff throughout the day and possibly um, live tweet on different shows that I watch. You know, come on and join me. And That's where do you? Okay. <laughs> where where do you hang out on the on the internet, Liz? Um, I hang out mostly on Facebook. I'm always on Facebook. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Placencia, um, and then I'm also on Twitter, which I rarely use, but that's Queen underscore Liz 87. Okay. Yes, he always forgets that until recently. You've been pretty good on that nice. uh, lately. And, uh, <laughs> of course, you can always catch me uh, hosting Greedy for Storybrooke, obviously, <laughs> now that this is going to continue. But uh, you can also, uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Inevitable Hawk, H-A-W-K-E, and then uh, on Facebook at Bobby Hawk. And, uh, I guess that's going to do it for this week, guys. Bill, once again, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Tony, uh you know, if we don't see you again soon, um, you know, I'll, I'll cross realms again. All right, <laughs> but uh, until then, greetings, greetings, greetings story, story. story. Yes, that wasn't so bad. And we're out. And I did the finger thing too, like I always used to do. <laughs>